Welcome to A Life Designed. My name is Tina Heisman. I teach busy moms how to get everything done and still have time and energy for themselves. My passion is for helping women create more heart-to-heart connections with their husband and their children so they can just feel so deeply fulfilled in those most important relationships. The topic of today's podcast is getting unstuck. But before we get started, I want to let you know that I have created a free download called The Ultimate Guide to Guilt-Free Self-Care. This guide will help you take care of yourself in mind, body, and spirit so you can feel like your best self every day. So that topically goes perfect with our theme of getting unstuck today. So you can visit my website to download that, tinaheisman.com. And I also have a free private group on Facebook where you can come to get inspiration for your life. It's called A Life Designed. And so I hope you'll join us there. And now let's get to what exciting news we have today. We're going to talk about getting unstuck. And I'm so excited to bring a guest to you today. And I am going to pause and ask her, Amy, pronunciation of your last name. Yes, it's Job, like Job in the Bible. Yes, that is so helpful to remember that way. And I know I've known you for a couple of years now, but I feel like I learned the right way. And then my brain forgets it because it looks different than it is. And so thank you. I want to make sure I get that right. Amy Job. So we have known each other for a few years now. We are in a Christian women's speakers group together. So Amy, she's actually an award-winning author and a motivational speaker and a former model. Amy loves to share stories about how God has used her and her family's greatest pains to birth their greatest purpose. And I think you can see why I like her because that is very similar to the thoughts that I have about our pains. So Amy tries to inspire women and men and families to pray for and advocate for one another locally and around the globe. She is really an inspiring advocate. If you follow her on social media, you'll see she advocates for those less fortunate and her and her family can often be seen partnering with charities and foundations and ministries throughout the Chicagoland area where we live. She also has her own show called Support Someone Saturday, which you can check out on her YouTube channel called Esther and Mordecai Generation. And we'll put the link in the show notes for you. So Amy's first book is called Model Behavior, and that's her memoir. It's Model Behavior, Make Your Career Path Your Calling. You should totally check that out. And her second book is what we're here to talk about today. It's called Unstuck, Step Into the New, a 40-Day Prayer Journal. So that is what we are going to talk about today. And I just want to start by then saying, Amy, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much, Tina. It's a pleasure to be on here with you today. Thank you. I'm so happy you're here. Yeah. Amy, will you tell us why you wrote this devotional? Sure. So it started back in uh, maybe March of 2020 during the pandemic. It was already on my heart to do some type of a devotional. And so like during that season, you know, everything got turned upside down. I was doing live events and my husband was doing live events. We didn't have work. And so I just really was praying now what? And I was in a Christian author mastermind group at the same time. And they really encouraged me to do something meaningful, you know, even though things were kind of, you know, up in the air to have something to show for it. So I really prayed and I felt like I said, write this journal and help people share your stories of what you and your family have been through and how you've overcome and then turn it into a prayer journal so that they can also, you know, pray and seek, you know, God's strategy so they can overcome. 
Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. What a beautiful, what a beautiful thing to come out of the pandemic. Yeah. Yes. And it is crazy. Um, I hope people like heard you when you said like both you and your husband did live events. And so that completely came to a stop. And so this is just a beautiful way for you to, to work through that. Mm-hmm. And you're in the book really covers that too. So I guess I would ask, who would you say that you think this devotional is for? I think anyone who's feeling stuck, you know, people have had to start over. I know there's been a lot of loss, you know, people have lost jobs, lost their whole industry. Um, of course, I'm a mom. And so it's really written from my perspective, but I include my husband and my children. So I think a lot of moms could probably relate anyone who has a heart for family. I actually know a couple of young guys that are in their 20s right now reading this because they're like searching for direction, you know. Um, One is my nephew, one's my friend's son, and they're kind of at that transitional point as well. So I think if you're going through a major life transition, these are all like Christian principles and scriptures and prayer prompts that can help you get unstuck. Oh, that's awesome, Amy. So if you could just describe in one sentence or less how to get unstuck, like what would you say that is? Sure. Um, how to get unstuck. I think like the three keys, I guess this would be a lot. I think I would just say the three keys to getting unstuck would be prayer, uh, getting the right people in your life and really tapping into what your purpose is. Ooh, awesome. Okay. (laughs) So do you want to expand a little bit on the people and purpose? I think prayer, unless you should expand on that too, if you think so, but just expand just a little bit on what you mean by that. Sure. I think like with prayer, I I got intentional about prayer during the pandemic. So like a time and a place, you know, and even making that sacrifice for me to get up early. It looks different for everyone. And then the listening piece too, right? So giving your supplications, your Thanksgiving to God, but then what about listening? So that journal part, you know, writing down what you hear him say. So I say my prayer life went to a new level, you know, (laughs) and then the people it's getting the right people in your life. So sometimes we have maybe negative people talking to us or maybe the wrong people, or you're trying to go further in what God wants you to do. And maybe some people don't really approve of it. I don't know. There's been a lot of shaking and shifting in our lives the last 18 months. And so I would say, pray for the right alignment, the right people. And even if you feel God is leading you in a new direction, sometimes you're like, I don't know how to get there. And so he'll bring mentors or coaches or the people that can help you move into the next level. So I think, yeah, the key is, you know, right alignment and people. And then finally your purpose, what has God really created you for? And maybe for a season you were doing something and now he's like, I got something else. And so sometimes that's scary, right? To let go of the old, but then when you grab onto the new, it's, he's got this exciting adventure for you ahead. And a lot of times we have this desire deep down inside of us, but we might feel like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. I'm too old. I'm too young. You know, I'm not educated enough. I don't know the right people. I don't have money. And he's like, no, if I want you to do this, I'll make a way. So yeah, finding your God-given purpose. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I love how you say that it can shift and change throughout the years. And I think um, that, well, the pandemic certainly um, created some of that for all of us, yeah. but um, it's, I think that's really important for us to keep in touch with the fact that it could. And, and maybe if you're feeling stuck, that is a great time to recheck in with that and ask God, like, is this 
really where you still want me to be kind of a thing. Yeah, totally. Yes. And sometimes like I, I have a talk turning your detour into your destiny, but sometimes mm-hmm. you're on a path and you think this is what I really want. And then this one obstacle after another and the door closes and it's very hard, right? And you're like, no, what? This is what I thought I was supposed to do, God. And he's like, but wait, I have more. So it, the transition is the hardest part, you know? But then once he opens a new door, it's really amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So um, with, I don't want to jump over this question and I, you might've touched on it just a little bit, but when you guys were in the pandemic, I know that you said um, like the prayer and people and purpose were three ways that you got unstuck. Would you share with us what else you and your family did to get unstuck? Sure. We did different things. I think we had to get creative. <laughs> you know, we were at home and we're not even homebodies. So thankfully, Eric had just remodeled the basement because, you know, all of us were really at home for like three, four months. So we all like went on a different floor during that season. Like someone got the basement, the main floor, the upstairs, the patio, you know. So but that just was like a physical representation of what was happening inside of us. Like we were being rearranged, you know, we were having to be flexible to change, you know, like kind of think of things outside the box. And so I think a lot of times when you go through transition, it's hard to let go, right? Of the old and the familiar, but God is wanting to birth something new. And so actually my word for this year is change. And I'm about to turn 50 this week. And so it's like, can you teach an old dog new tricks? Yes, you can. (laughs) So I feel like every time I want to say to God, I'm not good at that. Or, you know, technology is not my strong suit or whatever the excuse is. He just kind of reminds me to change, you know? So I think that's one way of getting unstuck. And that's what my family, we had to do. And it doesn't always come easy and pretty, right? I mean, (laughs) it can get frustrating at times, but you know, you just keep working through it and keep adapting. I think transition is bumpy, you know, so expect that it's not going to be perfect, but once you get through, you know, I like to say, if God brings you to it, he'll bring you through it. So just hang on and let him lead you through. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So two quick things here. First of all, happy birthday. Which day is it? It's on Thursday, November 4th. Okay. Happy birthday. That's awesome. And 50. That's super fun. Yeah. It's huge. (laughs) It is huge. And while we're on that that personal note, let's also talk about your kids. I should have, have talked to you about like, tell us how long you've been married to Eric and then the two children and their ages. Sure. Yeah. We've been married for 23 years and then Ariana is 16 and Ashton is 12. Okay. So girl and a boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're going to talk about Ashton in a bit too. Yeah. Before we get there, uh, since we're on this note of the I'm turning 50, mm-hmm. what does this feel like at 50 to start a new career? And like, what advice would you give people? I think a lot of people are maybe right there along with you, or maybe a few steps behind you. What yeah. would you say? I would say like, I kind of was saying, I think it's exciting and it's scary at the same time, but I feel like when you get older and maybe as you're, you know, getting older too, you feel more confident. You feel like I can go for things now that maybe 20, 30 years ago, I wouldn't have had the courage to do. So maybe as hard as it is to change into a whole brand new career, you know, cause now I'm pursuing ministry and speaking and writing full time. But I know that I'm more dependent on the Lord. And so maybe I realize it's not my own strength. It's not my own perfection, you know, and I don't have to have it completely all put together that he's working through me. And so I would say that to anyone out there, if you're starting over due to the pandemic or whatever life circumstance that really God is just asking you to trust him and step out and don't feel like you have to be perfect um, is if you wait till you're perfect, it may, it may never happen, you know? <laughs> 
<laughs> and it's just trust God with the results. Cause I think we always try to figure like, well, if I do this or I do that, what will happen? And we try to predict that and manage that. And we really can't. And so I often feel like God just wants me to step out and in the strength that I have, and then he'll meet me there and he'll take care of the rest. And, and that's how we grow and learn. And it's okay to fail too. We learn from our failures and we learn how to do it different next time. So yeah, good advice if you're starting over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's so good. Cause I think you like hit on all the things that we're afraid of doing, right. Yeah. We're afraid of, of failing and, and, you know, hearing God and, you know, following what he's asking us to do. It can be both yeah. of these sides. It's so exciting and scary all at the same time. Yes. yes. Yeah. Sometimes you're trying to figure out the big picture and you don't even know that yet, but maybe you just have this little impression, you know, maybe sometimes people feel, I don't really hear from him, but it could be an impression, a gentle nudge. It could be someone speaking to you. That's how I got into modeling. It was a number of people that would say something to me at work, on the street, and it just kept happening over and over. Why are all these people saying this to me, you know? And so that's the way God can speak. So I think it's just being open to that and then following that step, because you might not have the whole big picture figured out, but even just yeah. taking that next little step. Yeah. And that modeling story too is an, a very amazing story. And <laughs> we would, we could definitely, we could talk about that too. I don't yeah. know if we'll have time because we <laughs> do try to keep our interviews closer to 30 minutes, but if yes. um, anyone wants to hear more about that, for sure to read your book, Thank Model you. Behavior. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about Ashton. You're a little guy there. He has, um, a couple of years ago, he was diagnosed with a rare um, genetic disorder. And so you, you know, have had a lot of challenges and I think learned a lot of things. Um, what advice would you give to families struggling with that in this season of their life? Sure. Sure. Yeah. So for us, it was, yeah, like maybe four years ago now, Ashton was diagnosed, like you said, with Noonan syndrome. It's a rare genetic disorder and it was devastating. I mean, we knew he had health issues as a baby, but we really thought he had overcome those. And so I really think when we went into the test, I thought it was going to come back negative. And a friend of ours, you know, cause I was fasting and praying and I was worried. And she said, Amy, you know what, again, just trust God with whatever the results are. And it's God's perfect plan. And that's, it's hard to think that cause you're like, I just want everything to be okay and normal, you know? And so when it did come back that he did have Noonan syndrome, it was devastating. It's almost like too much to take in, you know, cause it wasn't like your child has strep throat. It's like, this is a lifelong medical condition, you know? And then to find out how many areas he was affected in, but from the get-go, we found out from his endocrinologist that he has the more um, moderate, you know, mild form of Noonan syndrome, which is good because I didn't realize how severe it could be. And even still, like we had to take him to 10 different specialists and doctors to either figure out what was going on or to rule out things. And so it was a long process. And, and I would encourage anyone out there, if you've been diagnosed or your child or your spouse, like give yourself permission to grieve, you know? I think we all grieve in different ways and we learn that too. You know, Eric and I just being man and woman and just different personalities, um, we grieve different. I remember he just threw himself into his work, which, you know, he's been the main provider anyhow. And I, of course, am more of an outward processor. And so I would cry a lot. And then it got to the point where, you know, talking to some mentors and prayer, prayer partners are like, okay, I mean, maybe you can find a time and space to do that with the Lord and end up being in the middle of the night. I wake up in the middle of the night and... I would just, cause I didn't want to cry every day in front of the kids. Although in the beginning you can't almost stop from crying cause it's so much, but I would go downstairs and just lay on the couch and the dog would always come. And it was kind of like God's reminder. He was with me and I would grieve through each 
situation, you know, like, okay, my son has a heart condition and all the fears I had about that, or will he ever become a parent or can he get married? And I grieved through that. And then he's got learning disabilities and things. And I grieved through that. And so I, I had to do each, you know, different part. And so it took almost two years to figure out everything that was wrong. And then also for me to really grieve through everything and, and come to where I started to accept. And then I would say to people in that position as well, like be open to others. Cause sometimes when you're down, you want to withdraw, right? But invite Jesus to meet you there in the pain and then ask for someone like, God, give me someone that I can walk this journey with a good friend, a prayer partner, a mentor, maybe a therapist. So you can share that because you need help getting through that, you know, so you don't want to do it alone. And then finally, like, as you get stronger to, to enlist community, like we really, I think all of us need community for sure, but, you know, raising a special needs child, you really need a village. And so I started praying, Eric prayed, you know, we've started praying more together and God just brought us people through our church, through Eric or Ashton's medical team and just the school and all these people came alongside of us and gave us the tools to really handle what's going on with Ashton. So, yeah. That's huge, Amy. Yeah. And so many people I just know can, can relate to that. And, um, can you tell me like, is that a time in your life when you feel stuck? Is that kind of why it's a part of this? Like it just maybe hopes and dreams in this forward motion of your life are going forward, but now we're all here and that, yeah, is that totally Tina, you totally hit it on the head. I think like when Ashton was born in 2009, it was a recession And then he had a couple of surgeries when he was a baby. And I remember thinking, okay, once he gets into kindergarten, I'm going to go back to work full time or, you know, I'm going to work on my dreams, you know, and then that time came and I tried and God closed doors for a full-time job. And I was like, I'm very driven, you know, I'm like, I'm not like you're really quintessential stay at home mom type, you know, I never thought about being that. And so yeah, it was very hard for me in that season and the doors all closed. And I think I'm going to share this later, but here's what I would say for moms that are feeling that way. I really prayed. I'm like, God, what can I do in this season? I know I can only work very part-time because of taking care of my son and doctors. And so he gave me a strategy and I call it the three R's reading, writing, and running. So (laughs) writing is a W, but it sounds like an R. So he told me back then about 2011, write your, write your, you know, your life story. And that ended up becoming model behavior. And then I was on a quest to read a hundred books, which I listened to a lot on CD and MP3 player if I was running. And so it took me a couple of years. I got through that. And then I ran some marathons for charity because the physical exercise and running gets your mind off all the stuff you're going through. And so that really helped me during that season of being a mom, raising kids. And then, you know, even as Ashton was diagnosed, you know, it gave me a purpose for just Amy besides being Ashton's caretaker or Ariana's, you know? So, yeah, I think God has strategies for each of us that will work to give us hope and help us to work on our own goals in spite of everything that's happening. Yeah, that's, that's so, so, so helpful for people. And I think it would be different for each of us. We could adapt it to what know what our needs are because you will never find me running Amy I'll work out but you will not find me running (laughs) exactly and everyone that's listening has different interests so yeah Yeah. that'll look different for each one of us but just that there's hope in that because I did feel very stuck I honestly and I that was part of my grieving process I may never 
achieve the goals and dreams I had. And maybe my, my job in life is to take care of my son. And is he going to be home? Is he going to be independent? Like what we've learned now is that he can grow up to be independent. And so we're really pushing for that. But for a time I thought this might be it. And I was like, God, you gave me a lot of amazing years in modeling. And maybe now my job is to be at home and take care of my kids. And so I was grieving through my own loss of my personal goals too. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's important for moms. I think we, I just, I love how you talk about that because I think that we maybe just like let them go sometimes, but I love how you Uh stayed connected to God and shared with him about Uh the grief and the loss that you felt and, and being willing to trust him and and move forward. And I mean, just look at the amazing things he he continues to do. Yeah, it is so cool. I was saying like the last two years, he's starting to open doors that I thought may never open. And especially now this year, I'm like, can I pinch myself? Thank you, Lord. (laughs) This is stuff I dreamed about (laughs) for years. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, another one of the topics that we thought we would talk about is advice that you would give to other moms who are taking care of their families. I guess this was that question, right? Where Mm -hmm. the taking care of your families and working towards your goals. That was this question. Okay. So that we, we cover that one then. Yeah, pretty much. I think like, maybe we were going to talk about like, if you have a special needs child, like how do you cope? Right. Is that kind of a question as well? Like kind of tied into that. And I would say like, um, be open to receiving from others. So not just community, but Eric and I had to get to this place of like humility, like we want to work hard, but we still can't make ends meet. And there were so many medical bills. And so at one point I was literally driving down the street. I was helping this charity out and I was coming home and I was like, how are we going to do all this God? And we had just gotten denied from insurance on his growth hormone. And we just found out like um, something else that was just devastating news. And so I just said, I trust you, Jesus. And literally my phone rang as I said that it was my friend, Heather. And I thought she was calling because her husband had gone through like a brain tumor and we had really prayed him through. And she was like, Amy, I'm praying for you and Ash and your family. Can we please start a GoFundMe? Literally, as I was praying about it, my friend calls and I just started crying because it was just the timing too. I'm like, we hardly talk on the phone anymore, right? Everything's a text. (laughs) So I said, let me ask Eric. And Eric was like, yeah, I think we should do it, Amy. And he's usually like, I got this, you know, but we both knew we needed help. And then the help just poured in from so many ways. And so it just, I would just cry sometimes like, God, you are so good. It wasn't just like financial piece, but like the whole school rally behind Ashton and we would go to the tire place. They're like, we want to get your tire. We're going to cover your tires for you this time. And I go to the hairdresser and she's like, this one's on me, Amy. And it was just like people loving us right in the midst of that really hard place. And so, yeah, I think if you're going through like a special needs thing or a, a lifelong medical condition, like just be open how God wants to bless you. And then kind of another key for us is like, look for ways to have fun because you go through so many hard things. I mean, I think in general, we all do, but, you know, having um, many doctor appointments each week and therapists, and there's always heavy stuff and missed things because of all this. And so we look for times to just go out and have a lot of fun and yeah, try to keep incorporating that, you know, not only to our family, but also our marriage to make that a priority to keep, you know, keep dating and keep the, the lines of communication open. Yeah, so true. I think COVID made that really hard for people too, because it just took away the ability to have fun outside of the house. I know. Yeah. And it was kind of rediscovering something new and different that we could do safely, you know, inside yeah. the house or maybe outside. Yeah. yeah. Like go hiking or we would go places like national parks or, you know, we did yeah. a lot of that. Try to get creative and find different ways, you know, 
to like yeah. family vacation or get away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so important. So important for really like make, keeping that fun going. Cause if you think about sometimes when you're stuck, you're just, your brain is like on the one track mind of the problem yeah. all the time. Right. And so yeah. I hear you saying like, have some fun, like get out of yes. the, stop thinking about it maybe for a minute and yes. go have some fun and do some fun things. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That really resonates. It's like, um, I just think about even like when you go to a restaurant and you order, Mm -hmm. I, I cannot like, I have, I struggle to make conversation until I like have placed the order. And then I know like everything's (laughs) going around. I don't know if that's a good analogy or not, but it's like, it's almost like you're waiting and you're like only focus on the waiting until. Yeah. And you're kind of like, when this gets fixed, then I can do the next thing. But yeah, thing is ongoing. We have to just like, go out and have some fun and kind of like what happened last year, like 2020, the summer, we had so many plans and like many people, right. There was disappointment. Like we were going to go to Florida. We have good friends there. Another blessing. They're like, you know, just stay at our house in Naples. So we just have to fly down there. And so we were going to go. And then there was like a spike with COVID and we were all really disappointed. And so we were actually talking to Ashton, um, one of his doctors, he sees a psychiatrist because he has ADHD and anxiety. And she kind of brainstormed with us. She's like, guys, why don't you just hit up like the best places in the Midwest? She goes, have you been to Door County? Have you been to like Sleeping Bear Dunes in Michigan? And that's what we did. We end up going to those places and we're like, wow, we didn't even realize how amazing these places are. And they're so close to home. We can just drive and we end up having a lot of fun. And, and we found things that were open. We found ways to make it work. And we even took Ash and parasailing, which pushed him to like overcome his anxiety. And yeah. So just praying, like if one door closes, God, what is the open door and, and kind of being creative and finding something that you can do. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I'm hearing you say, talk about like other people and community, you know, like sometimes we think we have to have all the answers, but Mm -hmm. asking other people too. Yes. Yes. And even for like, just to put it out there to, to remember about the siblings, because I don't think we realize the effect Ashton's diagnosis had on Ariana. And so now we're really trying to focus on her too. And like, how can we help her? Because she's gone through her own, you know, kind of turbulence over it. So yeah, right. Yeah. Like, even though she's a strong kiddo, like this has been hard on her. So, you know, finding ways to support the sibling or siblings. Oh, that's so important. Right. Yes. So another topic that we thought we would bring up um, is this kind of relates to the pandemic. And I think not your situation, but is that alcohol addiction. And I know that you have overcome alcohol addiction, addiction and an abusive past. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, I, you know, I know, you know, plenty of people and you too, like this is uh, very relevant and very um, serious. Like, can you tell our listeners like what strategies that you have implemented to sure. overcome and find victory? Yeah. I know it's hard. And I know like during the season two of being isolated, you know, people being alone and going through stressful things. And it's, it's so easy to want to turn back to, you know, substances, whether it's alcohol or drugs or whatever things you've looked to. And so I just want to encourage people. It is possible to get free. And I think, you know, for me, um, it's been 10 years and it was really hard in the beginning, but I had that support. And so I think it's just even finding one person you can first reach out to. Um, and even just like confessing or telling someone, Hey, I want to get help. And so there are places to definitely get help. I mean, some people might need in person treatment. Um, for me, I didn't need that, but I needed Christian therapy. I've gone through a lot of Christian therapy just to help me overcome my past because you realize like, 
you know, drinking was just like a mask or like a bandaid over a wound. And so you really have to start working on the inside. And I guess that can be scary sometimes, you know, to have to face the pain inside and work through it. But when you realize, hey, this is what's causing me to do these things. And so, yeah, definitely getting help, you know, from a therapist, a counselor, a licensed clinical social worker, you know, someone that's professionally trained. It's so helpful, even if it has to be telehealth, you know, because I know that's happening more now, but Mm -hmm. to really work on it and you're going to see growth. And then also like just being in our church, it's so important, you know, to find like a small group Uh, and maybe you've been hurt in a small group. I'd say try again, you know, because sometimes it's hard. You don't gel with that small group, but find a small group. And one thing my counselor taught me, she's like, Amy, people hurt you, but people also help you heal, you know? So I know trust can be hard when you've been through a lot of abuse and hard things, but to trust again, to ask God to lead you to the right people, because you can always trust him, you know? And so, yeah, getting in a small group and then even finding prayer partners. And to this day, I have prayer partners, people I can even text and say, please pray for me. And even when I have really hard moments still, because it's been a process for me to heal from my past. And I still have moments where I just kind of either melt down or I just struggle. And so I can reach out to these different women and say, please pray, pray for me. I'm in a really hard spot right now or whatever it may be or with the kids. And so I think we all need that. We all need people we can just be real with, right? And, yeah. and ask um, for prayer from. So it definitely, it does involve your relationship with God, but community, you know, and the right people, again, that can help you and support you so you can overcome and you can do it. Yeah. Just like shining the light on that. Right. And I know sometimes it seems that the last thing you want to do is come out in the open about a problem that you're having, but that it can be the best thing to do because we're shining the light on it and we're, we're asking for help and to have those people to hold our hand and to help us is priceless. Right. And, and knowing that God put them there for us. Mm -hmm. Right. That's yes. Yeah. It's such a beautiful thing. We'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think he wants us to get better even more than we do, you know? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's maybe finish up with um, kind of this last thought about the the prayer journal, unstuck, step into the new. Yeah. Um, You know, there are people who are listening to us and watching us who might be a little more advanced in their prayers and people who a lot of people I know, like they really want to, but things keep getting in the way. Like what would be your advice on that? Yeah. So I think this is great because like, this is like a 40 day prayer journal. So I think it's like, takes 40 days to make a habit. And so I thought this is easy. It's just like maybe a page and a half read. It's a personal story. So it'll inspire you. And then if you even start with this and take each day and do one a day, and it's just a couple of prayer prompts and questions to ask you related to that topic, you know? So I think this is a great way to get started. If you're looking to get unstuck and you want to be intentional, this will be a guide to help you through that. So I would say like, again, to find the same time and place. So it it could be different for everyone. You could have young children and your kids are napping and that's your time, or you could be a night owl and you go to bed and that's your time, or you might get up early. And if you're a student, you might have some time at school and study hall. I don't know, you know, so it looks different for each of us, but I think just to pray and, and to stay consistent with that time each day where you're praying and journaling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I can tell everyone from personal experience that you will struggle to stop after one day of, <laughs> of reading it because it's so good. Yeah. And it's so good. Um, it's like, um, you, of course you've got the personal story mm-hmm. and it has scripture reference 
and the life coach in you comes out because then you're giving a couple of prayer prompts that are super helpful for people. And so I definitely would all in recommend this book to anyone wanting to get unstuck and um, so so grateful that you listened to the call from God to, to write it and that you could turn your pain into um, a new source of light for other people, really. Thank you. Thank you. That was my hope. And it's, it's awesome to see it came to pass because, you know, during the whole thing, there was different challenges and <laughs> I was like, is this going to get done? And even trying to upload it on Amazon, I had a lot of issues. And so I'm just so thrilled that <laughs> it's out. Oh my God, you're good. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. So, so for our friends who want to find the book, um, you can download it as a Kindle on Amazon, but you can also get a paperback on, on Amazon, which I personally love the paperback and you can write right in it. She leaves plenty of space for that. And it's a beautiful book. Um, you can also visit Amy's website, Mm amyjobe.com to, I think you'd probably order from your website and then learn more about you on your website. Mm -hmm. And her YouTube channel is called Esther and Mordecai Generation, where she does her podcast interviews on Saturdays. And so you can totally check that out. And having said all of that, Amy, could I put you on the spot and ask you to give a quick prayer for everyone before yeah, we wrap it up? Sure. Yep. Okay. No problem. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this time with Tina today. Thank you for all the listeners who are on here, God, everyone that is looking for a new path, people that need hope today, God, I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would speak to each person, God, that you would even um, show them the next right step for their lives. If they're feeling stuck and they want to move forward and they want to feel new purpose, new hope, that they would just hear from you and that you would speak to them. You speak to us on them in a myriad of ways, but God, they would just hear from you and know um, what their plan and purpose is for their lives and what their next steps are. And God, you would start to just... um, kind of bring it all together. You would bring the right people, the right alignment, the right support, the right helpers, prayer partners, that you would even bring gatekeepers that would open doors for them into their new level of destiny, God, that you would just line things up for these individuals that are listening. And God, I pray that they would grow closer to you through this and that they would just be strengthened, that you would just fill them with boldness and faith, God, for the impossible. And God, thank you that we don't have to do it in our own strength. We do it in your strength. Because you even said, when we are weak, you are strong. So God, help us to know we don't have to be perfect. We don't have to have it all together. We don't have to be the smartest or the strongest. But God, you will be strong through us. And you will give us wisdom. And that you will be the one to make a way where there seems to be no way. And I pray that you would do this for the listeners today. And that many people would get unstuck and move forward in the purpose and the plan that you have for their life and that their families would as well. And that you would just bless and strengthen marriages and families. And uh, all those that are watching here, restore all things that were lost and make all things new. We thank you for it, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so (laughs) much, Amy. Here's what it looks like if you want to see. Oh, thank you. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. That's what it looks like, everyone. Yeah. See you next week. Appreciate it, Tina. Take care.